Hey mama, welcome to the Mom With Purpose podcast. I'm Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom, and now I'm on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. If you're searching for more meaning in your life, or you're ready to take that leap of faith, you're in the right place. This podcast is here to inspire you, give you the tools and resources that you need to capture your purpose, and to go out there and live the most positive and purpose-fueled life. I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you feel like you're sitting down with your best friend. So put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in. Hey, hey there. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited that you're here. I'm so glad that you are choosing to take some of your precious time in your day and spend it listening to me That means so much, and honestly, it's still a little crazy, but I am so thankful nonetheless that you are here and you are ready to learn, and I cannot wait to talk to you about today's topic, which I hope that you are really intrigued by the title, but I am going to be sharing the truth about freelancing as someone who has been in it for a while, who has gone through it, who has seen many highs and also probably just as many lows, I want to maybe debunk some things that you have thought about when you hear the word freelancing or when you see me, maybe you've you know been watching me and seeing what I do and you're kind of thinking, is, is this all too good to be true? It can't be. How is she doing that? So I just kind of want to set the record straight and kind of lay some things out there and let you know my experiences and what I see to be as the truth behind freelancing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in to these truths. Okay, so my first truth about freelancing is that you do not need to know everything when you start. If you know my background, you know that I was a teacher. And while I definitely feel like one of my skills was being tech savvy, I used a lot of technology in my teaching career, I definitely had no idea anything about a business or about marketing or building websites or just anything that really I was trying to jump into. And if I can do it, I know that anyone can, as long as you have a willingness to get started and take messy action. So there is this website, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Google. And I have literally been a full-time student of Google since October of 2018. That's when I started my freelancing career. And I literally just devoured any information that I could. Literally anytime I come across a problem, I go to Google and I type that problem in and I usually can find exactly what I'm looking for. I was just talking to my husband about how I was revamping my website and I was changing some things around and how I had to do some coding. And he's like, whoa, 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 you know how to do coding? And I'm like, well, I learned how to do it. And I was talking about how I had to duplicate a page and I wasn't sure where to find it in my website hosting page. And so I literally just went into Google and I said how to duplicate a page in Squarespace. And it gave me literally step by step. So there is anything out there, if you wanna learn it, you just have to be willing to put in the effort to search for it and to find it and to dig. And that's what I was willing to do. So you do not need to know everything when you start. Now, I do want to touch on the other side of this because I also think that some people think, well, I have to have money to be able to set up a website and to do all these things. You don't have to. There are so many free resources, but I will say that I did take a course when I started getting into freelancing. I did kind of do the free route for like a week and a half. And honestly, I knew that in order for me to fast track my experience, 
that required me investing in myself. So I did take a course that fast-tracked that for me and made it so that I didn't have to spend so much time doing all the searching. That course kind of had everything that I was looking to find compiled into one you know, resource, one place. So that saved time for me, but it does not have to be the route that you take. And if you're not at a place financially where you say, oh, I can spend this amount of money on a course or on a business coach or on a membership or whatever it is, just know that there is a completely free route that you can do. And as long as you're willing to set out and go search and dig for it, you can find the answers. So don't feel like you have to know it all. Don't feel like you have to have a degree in business. I was the furthest thing from that, an elementary education teacher, and I was able to do it. So you definitely don't need to have all the skills and all the knowledge and all the things. The next truth that I want to share with you is that it's very important in order for you to be successful to network. So I want you to think back to when you were trying to find the job that you have now. You might have had to search online, search online job boards. I know for me, it meant I was looking in my local newspaper scene if any of the local schools were hiring. So I had to do the legwork. And I think sometimes people think, with freelancing that maybe the clients are just going to come to them. And I think the truth is, is that in order for you to be able to attract clients or to be able to find clients, you have to be willing to network and put yourself out there. So I know in the beginning, I think I signed my first client very early on, but after that, it was just a lot of networking. I was going into business Facebook groups. Two of the groups that were really huge for me were Boss Moms and the Gold Digger Podcast Group. Those were groups that I was in constantly, not just solely looking for potential clients, but also just kind of sharing knowledge. And if someone posted a question about something and I had experienced it or I had something that I could offer or share, I just was networking. I was just putting myself out there, getting my name out there, getting comfortable with answering questions about, again, a topic that I didn't feel super comfortable with, but kind of doing these Facebook threads where I could just kind of share knowledge with no strings attached, not have to worry like, oh, a potential client is going to read this and you know they're going to decide whether they want to work with me or not. I could just kind of get comfortable sharing that knowledge. So I think one of the things that people think is if they start out freelancing and the clients just aren't you know flocking to them, that it means, oh, freelancing is a scam. It's not working for me. But I think you have to really be willing to network and put yourself out there and try to get uncomfortable with this new adventure, especially if you really don't have any former business or marketing expertise. So you have to be willing to network. I think that's one of the things that people think that um, it's not the same as a job, but again, think back to what you had to do to get the job that you had now. You know, you had to put yourself out there, send in the cover letter, send in the resume. It's kind of those things. You're kind of warming yourself up to um, when a potential client comes. The next truth that I want to share with you, and this was really hard for me, and, and now I can say this looking back, but I think in the beginning when people are getting started with freelancing, they think that they have to, when a potential client comes their way or they see maybe if they're in a Facebook group and they see one of those job threads come through or like a potential client saying, hey, I'm looking for a virtual assistant to help me with X, Y, and Z. They think that they have to jump at it and grab at it. But one thing that I've learned is it's okay to say no and you're actually allowed to say no if something doesn't feel like a good fit. I think in the very beginning, I was very much like I needed to comment on every single thing. 
And sometimes I found myself doing work for a client that I just didn't enjoy and I dreaded it and I was like, oh, I've got to do this and it just was not fun. But I felt like I had to say yes and I had this kind of scarcity mindset that if I didn't say yes or if I didn't comment, then I would miss out on an opportunity. But just as much as it is for a potential client who's looking for someone to work with them for freelancing, virtual assisting, whatever it may be, just as much as it is for them to find a good fit, it's also about finding a good fit for yourself. So I think giving yourself permission to say, if I see something and it doesn't jump out to me as saying like, wow, I would love to do that, I think that you can give yourself permission to say, I'm going to pass on this one because there might be something better. And I've also learned that too because I've taken on some jobs with some clients and then I've gotten myself full where I'm like, I really can't take on any more clients. And then a dream client posts that they need someone and I'm like, you know, I'm completely full. So giving yourself that opportunity, you don't have to say yes. Like I think that that's one thing that people think about freelancing is you have to take any opportunity that comes your way and it's okay to screen your clients and to make sure that it feels like a good fit and that it will feel like something that you really truly enjoy doing when you go into work. The next truth about freelancing is that it's really, really, really important to create and maintain client relationships before, during, and after. So what that means is that you need to make sure that you are, when you're meeting with a client for the first time, like before you actually start that client relationship, it's important to really, I don't want to say like you have to fake it, but it's important to really set the stage and to set that first impression. And then obviously during, while you're working with that client, it's important to make sure that you are performing to the best of your ability. And sometimes that means even going above and beyond and you know doing things just so that you are helping to further build that connection. And then even after, even if it was a one-off project or you decided that you were going to work together for six months or for however long for something to get completed, make sure that you are still nurturing that relationship. And I, the reason why I'm saying this is because I cannot tell you how many times I have had potential clients come to me and say, I received your name from so-and-so, I was talking with my friend and they mentioned that they worked with you. So because I've really nurtured that client relationship before, during, and after, I have been able to gain more clients because if I know one thing, and this can be a good thing and a bad thing, but in the business online space, people talk. And it's important to leave with a great impression with whoever you come into contact with. Even if you have a discovery call with a client and it doesn't lead to a working relationship, you never know who that client might come across and say, hey, um, I met with this one person. I think they would be perfect for you. So it's really just important to create and maintain relationships no matter what stage you are in with a potential client so that you can have that referral system start working for you in the back end. The next truth, and I think this is really important, I think in freelancing sometimes we think, especially now, that it's starting to get saturated and it's starting to be where so many people are offering the same services that you are. And you also kind of have that scarcity mindset of, well, if so-and-so has it, then there's no way that I can. And I want to debunk that because the truth is, is that yes, you are going to come across people who might offer social media management or who might offer copywriting or who might offer website design. There are going to be 
people that do that. But here's the difference. That person does not have your secret sauce. They do not have the thing that makes you unique and what might make your connection with a client the right connection. So I don't want you to get caught up in thinking that because now there's so many people that are doing it that there's not enough room for you. There is plenty, plenty of room. And you can do this even if other people are doing it too because again, no one will do it like you will. You have certain things about you that you do with your clients and the systems that you create and the experience that you create with a client that is different from someone else and that's okay. That's a good thing. And to know that just because there's other people out there doing it, it doesn't mean that now there's no room for you. There is definitely room for you There is more than enough opportunities out there. Every single day, people are growing their business and are looking for that next person to add to their team that's going to help take something off their plate. And you could be that right person. And if you decide, well, because everyone else is doing it, I'm not going to do it, then that client could miss out on having someone just like you doing it. So the truth of the matter is, (laughs) the truth here is that It's not oversaturated and there's definitely space for you and there's plenty of time for you to get started on your freelancing journey if you want to. Now, the next thing that I want to talk to about is the truth and this is huge. You know, you guys know that I love, love, love talking about organization and productivity and all that stuff, but when you're working from home and now you're kind of working for yourself, you're running this freelance business, staying organized and not letting procrastination take over is harder than it looks. When you go to a job, you have someone who says, hey, you need to be here by this time. Here are the things that you need to do while you're here and you're not allowed to leave until this time. And when you're working from home, you don't really have someone saying that to you. You can decide, hey, I wanna sleep in until eight o'clock today. Um, I'm not gonna get into the office until this time. I might get around and scroll on Facebook and get on Instagram and get into the rabbit hole of Pinterest and find what I'm going to cook for dinner today. And you just could get really, you could get sucked into this path that stops you from getting the work done that you need to. So that is something that's really hard. Like freelancing requires an extra added skill of transitioning your mind from being an employee to now I have to be a CEO, I have to run my business and I have to set guidelines for myself. And I have to not let those distractions get in my way. And it's really, really hard to do that. And because it's hard, I want to give you a free resource, something that I have been using since I started. If you guys know my story, you know that for the first two and a half-ish months of my freelancing journey, I was still working full-time. So I've done the full-time side hustle thing. And then I've also done full-time freelancing from home. And I've learned a lot along the way. I've picked up a lot of skills along the way that have helped me avoid those distractions and really set time aside for my business. So I want to give you this free resource. It's um, going to help you. It's called the Productivity Hacks Guide, and it's going to give you all the hacks that you need to get more done um, without adding more hours to your day because we can't we can't do that. So the website that you have to go to, it's just on my website, aubreymalik.com slash hacks, H-A-C-K-S. I will link that for you in the show notes as well. All you have to do, you know the drill, you go there, you sign up and you get that free, that free guide. So I want to give that to you so that you can help, you can help yourself 
start making a schedule and start working through maybe those procrastination things that are coming up for you. And this guide will definitely help you do that. So again, go to aubreymalek.com slash hacks and you can grab that for free. Okay, my final truth that I want to share about freelancing. And if I have to say like, this is one of the negative things about freelancing. I don't really feel like there's a ton of negative things about freelancing. I have loved it. It has created a schedule and a job for me that has allowed me to be the mom that I've always wanted to be. But if I have to say that there's one downside to it is that freelancing can be lonely. Um, you don't have coworkers that you can go, hey, let's go grab a coffee or hey, you know, when I'm in the copy room, I can see someone and I can chat with them and share a little something. You don't always have that. So one thing that I have done to combat that is I've surrounded myself in the online space with a few biz besties. They are people that I can go and chat with and share wins and losses with. I can grab advice from them. I can offer my support to them. And we communicate through Voxer. I probably talk to these girls more than I talk to my friends in real life just because we have so much to relate to each other on and we are in a very similar path. So that is one truth about freelancing. It can get very lonely, but what I have found is to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with people who may not, I might not see them every single day. I never met them in person, but we talk all the time. I feel like I know them just as well. But even if you have, I know that I live in a smaller, smaller area where freelancing is not big, but you might live in a bigger area, a bigger city where you might have some of these uh, online networking events that you can go to in person. And this is kind of a great way to maybe meet up with some people who do the same thing. Maybe you can do some co-working hours at a coffee shop, just anything to kind of break up their routine or just make it so that you feel like you have someone that you can talk to even though they might not be there in person. And one other thing, and I think I'm going to start doing this more, I love working from home, I do, but I think maybe on a weekend, maybe one Saturday, just getting out and going to a coffee shop or somewhere just to switch up the routine and to switch up the scenery might be helpful for me because it can get lonely in my office all by myself um, and I enjoy my company, but it's always nice to be able to be surrounded by other people. So those are my, I think that was seven truths that I have shared about freelancing and I have really great things to say about freelancing. I think it's amazing opportunity for moms, someone who is wanting to create a little bit more freedom and flexibility. And I just wanted to take an episode, take some time to kind of debunk some things that maybe you were already thinking about freelancing. Maybe you had a bad taste in your mouth when it came to freelancing. Maybe you started and it didn't work out for you, so you gave up. But I'm hoping that maybe this episode will give you that added oomph that added encouragement to maybe start up again. So I hope these were helpful for you. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I would encourage you to go over there. It's at Aubrey Malik, my name. And I recently shared a new cover art for my podcast and just kind of a way that I'm shifting this podcast to really serve you. I have been really taking the time I have been in the podcasting world for six months. Can you believe it? It's been six months, but I've been really taking this six months as a time to really kind of hone in on my messaging and who I'm trying to speak to. So make sure that you head over to Instagram. And if you love this episode, 
definitely screenshot it and share it up in your stories. But make sure you follow me because I'm always asking my audience and pulling them like, hey, would you rather me talk about this topic this week or this one? Or I might do a question box where you can share. And it's just a great way for you to make sure that if you're listening to this and there's a topic that you really want me to discuss, I would love to have your input on that too. So I'm going to end here. I hope that you enjoyed these truths about freelancing. And if you have any questions, send me a DM and we can chat about it. If you have anything else that you were wondering about freelancing, I'm happy to share because it has been a huge part of my life for the past year and a half. And I am happy to always share my knowledge as well. So I hope you have a great Monday and I will talk with you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Insta stories, and be sure to tag me at Aubrey Malik. That way I can share you in my Insta stories as well. And if you're loving this show, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a review. These reviews mean the world to me, and it helps me reach more mamas just like you. Catch you on the flip side, mama.